Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 136, Demonic Proliferation. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Welcome back to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. The world really doesn't want people to know about what we're going to discuss today, John. Uh-oh. Demonic proliferation. Yeah. That's something that, well, the world does a, a lot of um, trying to force you not to even think of anything spiritual. Yeah. Almost everything around us is designed to turn our eyes away from the spiritual mm-hmm. realm. But we're going to dive into that realm today. Uh, first, I want to let you know that this episode is going to be sponsored by our seekers, Troy L., Gary G., Stan M., Rose B., and Nikki E. Um, all of those joined us in November of last year, except for Nikki, who joined us in December. So okay. we're finally getting to December, John, of last year. We're, yeah, we're, like maybe we'll get to, um, uh, we'll actually get to this year. Like, you, <laughs> like you said, you had to take your shout-outs from three to five, Yeah, which is a great sign of momentum because more people are uh, becoming subscribers to support. Absolutely. And we're falling behind on, on recognizing people. That's right. Well, we appreciate all <laughs> of you that are supporting us through your subscriptions. Allow us to continue to do what we do. So if you like what you hear, obviously um, you can um, subscribe at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. We're not going to dwell on it. Uh, we're going to be introducing a sponsor soon. I won't let people know who that is until it's okay. finalized. But uh, we'll start running an ad for that sponsor coming up soon. And one of the benefits of uh, membership is ad-free content. Absolutely. So um, we're going um, to just keep doing the, the good bonus content there, a newsletter every month. Uh, we do an on-the-patio video each month. Um, we have a uh, forum at our new website, BibleMysteries.com. Okay. And by the way, there's a lot of people that are going to our website, BibleMysteries.com, and trying to join as a member for the members area. It is only for the premium subscribers. So if you're, if you're asking permission to go into that members area, if, if you're, we, we're going to look and make sure you're a member. And if you are, we let you in. Okay. Uh, if you're not, we're going to send you an email asking you to subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then just all, all the good stuff, all the, you get the full episodes of the, um, of the uh, interviews. Yeah. And we got another interview coming up this month with Sylvia McKelvey. Okay. She's coming back and talking about uh, events and in the UFO world. Remember, she's our MUFON expert. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to miss that and, either. And that. That seems to be heating up more than that. Oh, more. man. There was the one mention of the mothership. Yeah. And then now there's the second mention of the mothership from the that they say is coming towards Earth, right? Right. Not to get onto this whole subject, because we're going to talk about this with Sylvia, I'm sure. That's right. That they're saying that some kind of intelligent life is guiding this thing. It looks like uh, a giant meteor, but it's being guided. Exactly. And you know how last week, or last month, rather, we had our interview with L.A. again, yeah. L.A. Marzulli. Yeah. And, you know, he likes that phrase about rungs on the ladder. Where are we on the rungs of the ladder? Yeah, yeah. One, in one of his latest uh, video episodes, I saw him say we're around 1415. So we're that mm-hmm. ladder, we're getting higher and higher to a, a some, some form of a revelation or admission or 
something uh -huh. from the government. So um, I think uh, it's an interesting time to be watching. Wow. It is. All this. Well, speaking of that and UFOs, I think that um, we're going to be able to tie this into demonic proliferation. Yeah. Because, John, I believe that's the force behind it. Me, I and many others, yep. uh, including um, so many authors and, and uh, Karen Wilkinson, of course, yep. who uh, was our guest and who's also going to be putting a book out soon about this. Uh, really firsthand experience. Yeah. And she yeah. absolutely knows and believes that there's a demonic connection to uh, to this UFO deception, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So we're going to tie it back to the Bible today, as always, and try to take a look at it from the perspective of history and prophecy. Okay. So in Christ's earthly ministry, John, to Israel, there appeared to be an explosion of demonic activity. Okay. You yeah. know, and we see that, and we'll look at some passages about how much healing he did and casting out of devils, mm -hmm. right? And in a foreshadowing type, I'm going to suggest that there's going to be a proliferation of Nephilim giants. Uh, uh, not maybe necessarily actual giants uh -huh. physically. Maybe they have another ability to change their shape. But um, that foreshadowing actually took place in Genesis 6 and afterwards. Okay. Because we see that the giants were in the land of Canaan. They greeted the newly born nation Israel. Yeah which yeah. God took out of Egypt in the Exodus. And last week when we talked about the, um, uh, the beginning of sorrows and we discussed the fig tree and the birth of a new nation, Israel, yeah. that would make sense that if a new nation, Israel, is going to be born, just as there were giants to greet them in the land in Canaan, they're going to be here to greet them as they're born and to attack and to, you know, uh, hinder yeah. them in some way. So it would make sense that there's going to be a proliferation of demonic activity indicating that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Oh, wow. Okay. It's about to be preached again. Okay. So that's what we're going to look at So you're today. saying if we see an uptick in demonic activity, maybe not an uptick, maybe a real a real rise, right? Yeah. That that's a indicator that we're that we're going to see that new nation about to come about? Absolutely. Okay. And I'm I'm even saying we are seeing that uptick. Yeah. I think it's evident just looking around you. Watch the news. Yeah. And anything that's being said by a politician, I can see demonic possession. Yeah. Anything, just about. Uh, so I think that that's evident to me. But mm -hmm. not everybody has eyes to see that. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm specially gifted. I'm, I just think intelligence is enough. To look, I, I, you look in the eyes of like, I, saw, I posted a picture of a Victoria Newland the other day. You know who she is? No. She's basically, uh, death follows her everywhere she goes. She's some okay. State Department somebody. Okay. But uh, okay. she visits a country. The next thing you know, they're in a civil war. Ukraine, Sudan. I mean, wow. everywhere she okay. goes, death and destruction follow her. And uh, there's a picture of her, and she looks like she's demon-possessed. Okay. I see nothing but seething hatred in her face. Whew. Okay. You know? And that's just one person of yeah. many in power, positions of power. And I'm not going to get into all I know about her and what's going on there. That's another conspiracy show we could do. But uh, I mean, just look at Joe Biden, right? He's demon possessed. I mean, the things there's film of him, things that he said mm -hmm. 20 years ago, that now he says the exact opposite. Yeah, abortion would be a good topic, right? Yeah. 20 years ago, he would say, "No, I don't believe in that. That's not right." And now, gay marriage, all those things oh, yeah. he's against. Yeah. Now he says the exact opposite, mm -hmm. and it's almost like he's just 
being controlled. He's being told what to sell, to say, which is the political narrative that they want to push forward. Absolutely. Which is a demonic narrative, right? It is a demonic narrative, and he's being controlled by human proxies. Mm -hmm. He has handlers. Yeah. But they also have demons handling them. Yeah. So not only is he demon-possessed to be controlled by these human handlers, on top of his dementia or whatever else is wrong with him. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it's just clear evidence to me that these Nephilim demon hybrids have taken over all the roles of leadership. They've been behind the scenes mm-hmm. for all these many years throughout the 2000 year dispensation of grace. Yeah. Kings, you know, the royal bloodlines, yeah, yeah. you can get into all that. We'll probably do something about that. But uh, absolutely, they're proliferating now. So let's start in Matthew chapter 12, because okay. I alluded to this last week. When we were talking about the the pivot point in Christ's earthly ministry to Israel, he started speaking in parables after this event. Yeah. So we're going to read that event in detail in Matthew chapter 12, starting in verse 22. Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. And there seemed to be a lot of these in Christ's earthly ministry. Just so many people, demon-possessed. Yeah. And maybe it is that that's always been that way and we diagnose it now as something else schizophrenia yeah. or whatever. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just saying that uh, it, it, it's either that or there actually were a lot more demonic possessed people in this time, which would make sense given the history of Israel and the land of Canaan and the Nephilim giants that were there. And then as we'll see later, the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim appear to be the demons mm-hmm. and, you know, putting two and two together. Yeah. That you get this. Well, would it tie? I mean, you could tie it right back to today's time. I mean, have you ever seen so much homelessness and drug addiction and mental illness, illness of people on the streets as there is now? I mean, now, it used to be that you would go downtown and see it, yeah. right? Now we have entire cities that are overtaken by yeah. it. I mean, and not just the homeless uh, issue, but the, the agendas all around us. We're going to go through a list yeah. of things that I think are all controlled by demonic influence. Yeah. And and I, there's it, it's all the stuff we're seeing right now. Yeah. It's yeah. everything that's that happening in the news today. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, verse 22, and he healed him. And so much that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? I mean, the people saw this as a miracle. Yeah. They saw this as a, this is a sign that it's Christ. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow <laughs> doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. So they're accusing Jesus of using the power of Satan. Yeah. They themselves, the children of the serpent. Mm-hmm. Acute, you know, pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, exactly. Verse 25, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Now, first of all, that statement alone is exactly what the demonic proliferation is doing. Here this, in the United States? Everywhere. Everywhere. The okay. satanic global elite know that to divide, you conquer. Yeah. You conquer it by dividing. So they pit us against each other, left versus right, black versus white, mm-hmm. gay versus straight, whatever isms they're putting out there. Yeah. All of that is designed to get us fighting with each other so the they can do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Yeah. We're focused on fighting with each other. It's all deception. Mm-hmm. And and they fall for it. The people fall for it. So every kingdom divides against itself, uh, can't stand, verse 26. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Which tells me he's not divided. 
His kingdom is standing and growing and increasing because they're united in their vision. Verse 27, And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Because the Pharisees' children were casting out devils. Wow, okay. Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. And interesting to note that he said the kingdom of God. So... What had they been preaching for three and a half years in the book of Matthew? Christ and the Twelve from the beginning was repent for the kingdom of heaven Heaven, is at hand. Now, many Christians do not understand the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Okay, I've done episodes on that, but just to summarize it, the kingdom of heaven is like a subset of the kingdom of God. They're not the same. One is within the other. But the kingdom of God does not need a moment in time to be realized. But the kingdom of heaven does because it was supposed to be at hand. So that's one distinction. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So the kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. God's been reigning over it from the beginning. Gotcha. And we are in it now as saved individuals believing in Christ's shed So the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. would be a dispensation of the kingdom of God? Yes. Did I just hear you correctly? And so would be the king, the not the kingdom, but the grace dispensation would be a dispensation of the kingdom of God. Yeah, you could say that too. And you're right. So the kingdom of heaven is literally what was offered to Israel because they're going to be the priesthood of that kingdom. Okay. They're going to reign over it with Christ. But they rejected Christ, so it was set aside for now. When he does return, he brings the kingdom with him. Okay. So the kingdom of heaven will be realized when Christ returns. So therefore, it's important to see the distinction because when they rejected the king, they rejected the kingdom, but not the kingdom of God. Israel did reject the kingdom of God too, but the yeah. believers are in it now, yeah. but they're not. we're not yet in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So we're in the kingdom of God now. So it's important to see that distinction, and we'll do, I'm sure, another episode where we go deep into that okay. and cover the distinctions there. Now go to Matthew chapter 4 to kind of buttress the summary I just gave of all that to give scriptural evidence for it. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 is when Jesus began his ministry to Israel. And Jesus went about all Galilee, verse 23, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. So it doesn't say kingdom of heaven there, but I know that's what he preached. Okay. And we'll see that yeah. in a few minutes. But it was the kingdom of heaven was the message until it was rejected. We've seen that until hmm. in, in, in Matthew 12. Then he switched to the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of heaven went to mystery form, the parables. Remember, we discussed hmm. last week. So accompanying the preaching of the kingdom of heaven is a lot of healing going on. And healing because there's so many possessed of devils and diseases and things like that. So why were so many sick and demon-possessed? It's like men have been sick all all around, but maybe maybe there's something specific. You know, I think that, you know, originally there was wisdom to know how to properly eat and live our lives so that health would be more easy, yeah. easily attained. Yeah. Today, we go to great lengths to stay healthy. Yeah. And everything around us is polluted and corrupted and whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I think they lived more simply. And uh, But when Israel rejected God and turned against him, he would send upon them plagues 
pestilence, mm-hmm. conquest, yeah. you know, uh, captives, carried captives and whatnot. And so here they were, captives of the Roman Empire, a lot of sickness and disease going on there because they weren't following God's commandments. Yeah. So demonic possession entered in. They, they, when you break that covenant with the Lord, you open up the doorway to these things. Hmm. And how do we know that demons aren't involved in sickness too? Yeah, you know, yeah. We may ascribe it to viruses or bacteria or germs. Not everybody believes in germ theory, you know, because germs have always been with us. You don't think that this verse, though, draws a little bit of a distinction between diverse diseases and torments and then those that were possessed with devils? It definitely makes a distinction. And those that were lunatic. What is lunatic? Crazy. Crazy. Insane, okay. yeah. Lunatic, incidentally, so there has seems to, do to be a little bit of a of a. He's drawing the line between hey, here's some people that have mental illness and some people that have demon possession, and then some people that that you know diverse diseases. That's probably uh, name me a good disease back then. What's the one? Well, he said the palsy. Yeah. Or you know leprosy. Leprosy. That's one of which has been of, yeah. cured today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, I I would say that they're distinct afflictions. Yeah. But I think they're all tied to satanic yeah. things. They're certainly tied to sin Absolutely. because sin came yeah. into the world and death by sin. But I would say that they're all connected to satanic agenda. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to tell you that Satan's the reason you have cancer. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I think that there's a lot behind demonic influence of disease. You, you, you may have cancer, right? That's a diverse <clears throat> disease. But then you also may... You may have drunkenness or drug addiction, which is caused by demon possession, yeah. right? Or affliction or, or other, oppression. Or right? other addictive behaviors that might lead to disease, Yeah, you know, yeah. such as those. And remember, God allowed Satan to attack Job with a disease. Yeah. So there's clearly a connection hmm. there. Yeah, that's a great point. Medicine ignores that. Yeah. Because how do you quantify a demonic influence in, in treating? You know, I can't prescribe a drug to get rid of a devil. Yeah. Right, I can treat the symptoms, yeah. but I can't treat the cause. Yeah. Well, you can, I guess, but yeah. you have to you have to know what's causing it, right? And what if the cause is tied back to demonic? Yes, yeah, that's very. Interesting. We're getting sicker as mm-hmm. a people, you know, as, as the world, and then not just this nation, but mm-hmm. I mean, the highest incident of heart disease, diabetes, now all these things that used to not exist. You know, yeah, and, and always, it's always been around. I don't know that it happens. No, I think that's a lot of that's due to the pollution of our food supply, yeah, which exactly. is probably got well, and there's the, probably the food a itself. spirit behind all of that, right? Yeah. Which is they weren't designed to eat that much sugar. No, <laughs> and don't well, get me wrong, I love it. And food is not designed well; it is now, but it wasn't originally intended to be sitting on a shelf yeah. at room temperature for four months, right? Right, or but it does that now? We weren't designed to eat as much. Yeah, as we do. So that Bible calls that surfeiting, what, what overeating. Well, I'm a perfect example of that. <laughs> you and, <me> both. <laughs> and, and actually, we were literally designed to fast regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that that would probably go a long way to helping certain conditions. Which, by the way, Jesus says this spirit can only be thrown out. I'm obviously butchering the verse by <laughs> by prayer and fasting. Yeah. Right? And there was example. a certain dumb yeah. demon that he said only goes out by prayer and fasting. You're right. No, you covered that well. <laughs> you, you, yeah, right. Yeah. The only thing he said was this kind. Yeah. Go without, not but by prayer and fasting, which ties in, and it was like dumb and blind, another yeah. affliction, yeah. another medical condition that was cured by casting out of a devil. So hmm. you definitely see demonic connection to disease. Yeah. All right? Now, hmm. going back to Genesis 6, we've talked about this so many times, but it's just a pivot point so often. 
about the hybrids and the giants because we have to look at the origin of demons. Why are there so many demons? Where do they come from? Well, the Bible doesn't clearly tell us where demons come from, but they exist. Yeah. Here they are, yeah. unclean spirits in the New Testament. Genesis 6 verse 4 there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, which uh, the same which became mighty men, which were of all men of renown. Um, we know the giants are the hybrid offspring of the fallen angels, the sons yes. of God, and the daughters of men. Uh, and we know that God destroyed the Nephilim hybrids mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. You know? And um, if you look in verse 12 of the same chapter, the Lord God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them. I believe yeah. it's the sons of God. Yeah. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth and through them would include them and their children, mm -hmm. the hybrids. So God destroyed the Nephilim along with genetically manipulated humanity due to the corruption of all flesh by fallen angels. So you could argue that's a medical alteration, Yeah. which is literally what's going on. Demons are behind medical things. Mm -hmm. They're behind uh, genetic manipulation. They're behind... Um, genetic alteration yeah. or, or physical alterations. You know, I think all of that is a part of it. Now, um, there's no reference in Scripture to where the demons originate. We don't okay. have any place where, but we clearly see them in the Scripture. And the only reference to their origin that we know is from a non-canonical source called the Book of Enoch. Yeah. So I'm only going to read this passage for reference and historical significance, but I don't believe this is Scripture and it's absolute bona fide evidence of truth. But what I'm saying is if we read these things and we see that they are uh, shown to be true in the Bible, okay. then we can accept that as truth. Yeah. Right. So uh, in the book of Enoch, verse 5, starting in verse 28, we read, And now the giants, and we're talking about these giants that were here in Genesis 6, yep. who are produced from the spirits and flesh, sons of God, daughters of men, yep. shall be called evil spirits upon the earth. And on the earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies because they are born from men and from the watchers, fallen angels, is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth and evil spirits shall they be called. So Enoch is telling us that's the origin of demons. Yeah. Unclean spirits are the spirits of the, the Nephilim. And watch, he goes on, verse 30. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, and work destruction on the earth and cause trouble. Well, we see that in the scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. That's true of demons. Uh, they take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst and cause offenses. We see that mm -hmm. in the scripture. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men and against the women because they have proceeded from them. And it says, shall rise up. That's what's happening now. Wow. That's what's, and it's always been that way, but it's happening now in, in abundance. From the days of the slaughter and destruction and death of the giants, Genesis 6, flood of Noah. Yeah. From the souls of those who, uh, of whose flesh the spirits having gone forth shall destroy without incurring judgment. In other words, the souls of the dead giants are the unclean spirits. Yeah. They haven't been judged yet. All right. Thus shall they destroy until the day of the consummation. Remember we read that word in Daniel? The consummation. Daniel 9, that weird yeah. passage that had all those big fancy $10 words. Yeah. Yeah. Consummation. You know what that has to do with? The final judgment. 
Okay. The consummation. Yeah. The giant, uh, the great judgment in which the age shall be consummated over the watchers and the godless, yea, shall be wholly consummated. And what he's saying there is basically when we're going to see that some devils, when they were uh, encountering Jesus, they said, have you come to torment us before the time? Yeah. There's a day of judgment for the, the devils. They know this. And, and that's clear in Scripture. So Enoch mm. seems to be pointing to a number of things that are provably true in the Bible. Yeah. Not to say the book of Enoch is Scripture, but that we can find evidence for these things. Hmm. Now, we know that after the flood, and I need to correct some teaching that I've given about this uh, when we discuss this, but go to Numbers chapter 13. Do you have but Actually, don't go to Numbers 13. Stay in Genesis 6. Okay. <clears throat> because, I'm sorry, go ahead. You were going to ask. I was just going to ask you, do you have a theory on why the book of Enoch? Because it seems like, well, one, I, it's referenced, what, two or three times in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, Cited specifically in Jude. Yeah, and so why isn't it part of the the Bible? My belief would be that because we couldn't find an accurate, verifiable copy that could be traced back to be uh, from the original, yeah. as all the rest of the scriptures were, okay, that it wasn't accepted in the canon of scripture. It's not to say that at one time there maybe was not an actual book of Enoch. Whether he wrote it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or not. Uh, and that it was uh, maybe true. But God decided that's not something I want to preserve okay. for a purpose that he had. And so he did not protect it because maybe it was meant for another time. Hmm. Okay. And it was the, the verifiable word of God for that time. And, then, and it became to be part of legend, part of folklore, part of the understanding of the Hebrews. But um, it wasn't uh, kept in the canon of Scripture, so therefore God didn't want us relying on it other than where he cited it in the New Testament yeah. to say, you know, that part is a verifiable truth. Do you think the verse in the Bible that says, and you're going to know it and I don't, where knowledge shall increase, that that... that <clears throat> where people are almost using the book of Enoch now it is part of that. Like knowledge has increased, like almost like we, it's been somewhat revealed to us like yeah. this, this it's not part of my word, but here is almost a reference that goes back or am I stretching it a little bit? I'm just kind of no, reaching I, I, there. I would say that the, the, the reference in Daniel 12 about knowledge increasing yeah. Is applied across the board, not only to the world getting technologically advanced, but to the believers yeah. coming to a better understanding of God's word. Yeah. And so, if He's allowing the the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Ethiopian Ethiopian yeah. Book of Enoch or exactly. something, uh, and maybe that was the closest to the original. I don't know. Yeah. You know, because uh, there's three versions of it, but maybe that's the one that when it was discovered, uh, it was God allowed that to be done so that we could use it to help understand what's going on right now. Yeah. Not to quote it and say, this is scripture. Yeah, no, I'm not to, trying to reach yeah, that far. But. but to use it to help us understand scripture. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. many people that um, try to preach the word of God use outside sources to help understand it, such as the writings of Josephus, mm -hmm. a Jewish historian okay. that yeah, lived, yeah. Flavius Josephus, or other other things that they can refer to, the Septuagint and this and that. You know, mm -hmm. We can use those things to help gain an understanding. Uh, a Strong's Concordance, uh, yeah. the, yeah. Greek, the Greek and Hebrew 
uh, versions of the Masoretic text, whatever. So we can use those things to help us understand our Bible. Hmm. And we certainly have more access to those resources now than we ever did before. Yeah. You would have had to have access to a vast library and an expensive, you, you would have had to be a, you know, a scholar at Harvard or something or yeah. Oxford way back in the day, back in the days of honorable men, because yeah. uh, Harvard and Oxford today are controlled by demons. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they are. Uh, so uh, before we get back to this thing, back in Genesis 6, verse 4, uh, I've taught this with you. I've actually made this very uh, statement to you. There were giants on the earth in those days and also after that when the sons of God came in. And I have always referred to that as, and also after that was like a qualifying phrase of, um, the giants occurred after the sons of God took the daughters of men and the children were born of them and they yeah, were giants. Yeah. Um, I need to correct that. That was a misunderstanding on my part. I'm going to go back to my original understanding of the passage, okay. which is after that is a time period. Okay. And therefore, it is the second incursion. Right there. So in the are verse. You, you're saying that the genetics of the Nephilim did not, potentially did not come through the ark then that there was a second incursion after this original one is your new belief i'm not discounting that it could have come through the ark as doc as brother ryan peterson yeah, says yeah. in his book it's that's a very plausible <laughs> and possible explanation but what i'm saying is we can't prove that and he admits that too you yeah, know we're yeah. we're speculating on the evidence and we're we, and i believed it was very credible and i still think there's a possibility not discounting that at all uh, and incidentally uh L.A. Marzulli wrote a book called Counter Move, where he yeah. actually wrote in the book that he discussed this topic with Ryan. Yeah. And he, yeah. he was from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, he's this perspective, but he gives other evidence. Yeah. You know, he's not, I'm not going to tell you that I came to this understanding because of L.A.'s book. But L.A. pointed something out in his book that made me think, I might need to go reconsider the way I was looking at this. Because originally I thought like L.A. did before I knew anything about L.A. Yeah. Or yeah. Ryan, for yeah. that matter. And, uh, and I went back and I looked at the Hebrew, and then I saw that everywhere it's translated also after that means in another time. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. Okay, so okay. I took the English and tried to grammarize it, <laughs> grammaticize it in a different way than it was meant. Yeah. And therefore, it allowed me to align more with Ryan's teaching. But when I break it down, just that verse by itself, and never mind any other source, yeah. never mind any other author's books, but just me looking at it and trusting in the simple word of God the way I did before, it says, there were giants in the earth in those days, the days of Noah, and also after that, some other time after the days of Noah. That right there, in and of itself, will explain a second incursion. I don't care when and where it happened. Yeah. I don't know if it was on Mount Hermon. I don't know any of that. I'm not relying on the book of Enoch to say that it did. I'm only relying, relying on that one verse. Okay. Don't know when it happened, but it happened before the children of Israel went into Canaan. Yeah, because the giants were there. Because the giants were there. Yeah. And that brings us to Numbers 13. And God didn't feel the need 
to send a flood to wipe off the entire face of the earth. He only felt the need to send in right. the nation of Israel to wipe out those tribes of giants. Which so, tells me they were concentrated in the area yeah, and, and not widespread. And and not all flesh had been corrupted yeah. as in before right. before Noah, all flesh, which includes all the animals, everything. Right. Although he did say, go in there, wipe them all out, and the And the animals, out. right. So they were doing the same thing. It was beginning. They were clearly doing okay. the same thing, it, it looks to me. And I don't care if it was through uh, UFO abductions that pr- produced them. I don't care if it was yeah. for fallen angels that sinned again. Oh, and maybe okay. they're also included. You know, the number that are in chains in the abyss in the book of Jude and Second Peter, it does not show any limitations to a single incursion. Mm-hmm. It could be that another group did it, and they were immediately put in the abyss too. Hmm. After that, because okay. you know, we're talking about the angel fathers, not the giants themselves. Yeah, yeah. But the giants themselves, when they were killed, appear to be the origin of the d- unclean spirits. Yeah. So okay. all this ties back to demons uh, and giants being their precursors. Okay. You yeah. know the hybrids. Yeah. So in Numbers chapter thirteen, verse twenty-six, we read, "And they went and came to Moses." And this is about right before they go into the land of Canaan. And Moses sent spies out to spy out the land. Because they left Israel, they wandered in the wilderness, excuse me, they left Egypt. They wandered Mm -hmm. in the wilderness 40 years, and now they're ready to go take Canaan. And they went and came to Moses, the spies, and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. So it's like giant Mm -hmm. grapes and all this stuff. Okay. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Uh, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. By the way, did you ever know? Did you ever watch Star Wars? Sure. Do you know what Darth Vader's name was before he became Darth Vader? Anakin. Anakin. Anak. Ah, Anakin. Okay. And he was tall. Remember, he was yeah. he towered over everyone. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well over to overcome, well able to overcome it. So what you got to understand is 12 spies were sent in. 10 said, We can't take this place. There's giants there. Yeah, They're huge. And Caleb said, Yeah, they're big, but we can take them. The Lord's with us. So he's a pretty faithful guy. Yeah, he and Joshua, the <laughs> yeah. only two, right? But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched out unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. We're back to talking about cannibalism, yeah. which the book of Enoch said they did. And all the people we saw in it are men of great stature. Again, Genesis 6 and the book of Anak talk about giants. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come out of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. Imagine being hmm. comparing yourself to a giant being the size of a grasshopper. That's why I'm kind of blown away by this guy, Caleb, who's like, <laughs> hey, we can take these guys. I want <laughs> that guy on my team, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's just to show you. That the Nephilim giants are there, the and their descendants mm-hmm. are here congregating in the land of Canaan at a time when a nation that's being born is about to go in. 
Yeah. Right? And so we talked about last week, the beginning of sorrows, right? Mm-hmm. So here they are waiting for the children of Israel in the land. And the giants were defeated and driven out of the land by the Lord through the children of Israel. Yeah. And we know that through Deuteronomy 3. Deuteronomy chapter 3. And just one verse just to show for evidence. Verse 11. For only Og, the king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of giants. So there was a remnant of giants left because they killed them all. Uh, behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. Is it not a Rebath of the children of Ammon? The Ammonites were giants. Nine cubits was the length thereof and four cubits the breadth of it after the cubit of a man. And that's, we're talking about 13 foot long bed. Yeah. Who needs a 13 foot long bed? A big dude. A big dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bigger than Shaq, right? <laughs> yeah, like twice as big as Shaq. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the giants were defeated and driven out by the Lord through the nation Israel. Well, the same thing's going to happen. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, Israel is going to be with him, along with us, his saints, yeah. to war against the Antichrist and his Nephilim army. Okay. That's what's coming back. So uh, we know this uh, if we if we compare the scripture in Ecclesiastes, which we've read many times, but we, we refer to it over and over again because it's got this amazing truth to it. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? It hath been already of old time, which was before us. So that we often refer back to that hmm. verse as a key to understanding prophecy, both past and future, it ties together. Hmm. Yeah. That wasn't just written to be poetic. That was written to tell us how to understand this Bible. So we're seeing demons proliferating in Israel. They're going to proliferate again before the Lord comes back because wow. yeah. a new nation's about to be born when we get to the end of the beginning of sorrows, which brings us back to Matthew. So we were talking about Matthew 24 last week, last episode. And uh, we've read this before, too, but we're going to use the passage we just read, that which has been, mm-hmm. that which shall be, and equate it to what Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day, his coming, an hour knoweth no man no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Or what was going on in the days of Noah? Giants. Yeah. All right. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And this is not a rapture. The ones getting taken are taken in wrath. Okay. The flood took away the evil and killed the Nephilim and the hybrids and the human corruption. Okay. The days of Noah are going to take away the wicked, the tares from among the wheat. Hmm. Okay? Okay. It's not taking saints in the rapture. There's too many people out there teaching a mid-tribulation rapture from this passage. This is not the rapture. Nor is verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. That's not a rapture. They're gathering together the the, uh, surviving saints on the earth to go into the nation Israel. That's when the Lord comes back. So that has nothing to do with being caught up into the air. So something about the days of Noah are being equated to when Christ returns. So what happened in the days of Noah? He he mentions marriage. 
and eating and drinking until they were taken away. So eating and drinking implies carelessness. Okay. Ah, let's okay. eat and drink for tomorrow and we die. You know, yeah. reckless abandon. That's okay. going on right now. Sure. People are like that now. Marrying and giving in marriage. The only reference to marriage in Genesis 6 is the sons of God, the daughters of men. Okay. That's going on right now. I think we could say it's the, the fulfillment of Daniel 2, the mm-hmm. iron mixed with clay. Yeah. They shall not cleave unto them. So they're not literally marrying by contract. I think they're taking them against their will. Do you think that's a reference to alien abduction? Absolutely. And okay. genetic manipulation. They're yeah. making hybrids out of them to build that army that L.A. talks about. Huh. Noah entered the ark to be saved from wrath. Yeah. A type of the rapture. Okay. Yeah. A picture of God's deliverance of the just. And again, before okay. the wrath came, before the flood, you know, he went in. So pre-tribulation, right there. Mm-hmm. It's telling me. Till the flood came, the wrath of God, and took them all away, destroyed the, the world. That, yeah. that, the world's going to be destroyed okay. in God's wrath. So I don't understand the people that want to fuss about post-tribulation and mid-tribulation. Nothing about God's word is pointing to that. But you're saying where it, and then what they use for that reference, two shall be in the field, one shall be taken, the other one shall be left, yeah. right? They're saying that's the rapture right yeah. there. The one but, taken but is what, taken in wrath. That's the one, yeah, God coming back, destroying yeah. the Nephilim, for lack of better terms, right. or, the, or the hybrids, or the transhumans, or whatever they are. Or right? whoever that worships and takes the yeah. mark of the beast. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, he's not, he's going to gather his elect before that into mm-hmm. the land, and then Christ is going to come back. The angels gather the elect. Jesus comes back. We're with him, yeah. the armies of heaven. And then he gathers his elect who yeah. have been regathered, and they go in to take the city because the battle is going to be in Jerusalem hmm. against the Antichrist. So that'll be the final cleansing of the human race? It's the final countdown, as yeah. Rip said. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. a great song, man. <laughs> You're right. Now, and it, it happens suddenly. So go to 1 Thessalonians 5, where Paul says it's going to come on him like a thief in the night. We did a whole thing about this, about the thief in the night, an episode. But in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Mm -hmm. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Notice the birthing yeah. Reference again. So travail is always tied to tribulation, is the, the great tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble. So they're going to say peace and safety. Who is they? The ones that are going to be taken in wrath. Mm-hmm. Sudden destruction is coming at a time when people think they're safe. But the world is chaotic right now. There's wars or on the brink of war. There's little actual peace in the earth Yeah. right now. How will this peace and safety appear? Well, here's my theory. This demonic proliferation, among other things, is creating all this chaos, sowing all this its insanity yeah. that's happening from the leaders on down. Yeah. So that the people are going to clamor for somebody to come fix the mess, order out of chaos. Yeah. The Masonic symbol, the Masonic yeah. Yeah. motto. Yeah. Right. So who's going to be that person to bring the order out of chaos? The yeah, Antichrist. The Antichrist. Yeah. Right. And that there's going to be a false peace at that point. And um, Daniel foretells of how he comes in. Let's look in Daniel chapter 11. And Daniel talks a lot about the Antichrist. So I highly recommend people reading it. But we're going to go to Daniel chapter 11. It's not an easy book to understand. 
I will say that. But Daniel 11, verse 21, and in his estate shall stand up a vile person. I believe that's a prophecy of the Antichrist. Okay. It, to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Hmm. So Daniel foretells of the Antichrist taking the kingdom peaceably. He's then going to force a peace upon the earth due to his advanced weaponry. Wow. Which I think he's going to receive from the fallen angels. Hmm. Okay. The, the UFOs, yeah, right? Yeah. Because in uh, Revelation 13, you don't have to turn there, but it says, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? The, the question being, it's rhetorical. Nobody could. Yeah. Why? Because... He's got, technology. Yeah, yeah, he's got something that that can disable nuclear weapons, and we know UFOs do that. Yeah. Right? So the beast yeah. takes the kingdom, the revised Roman Empire, as we saw last week, and likely has advanced weapons from the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. The fallen angels are giving them, you know, the wisdom. They have yeah. the knowledge of this advanced technology. And who are they communicating with? Well, governments, world leaders. Mm-hmm. So that we're preparing the world to receive these so-called aliens yeah. when they come down with their advanced technology, the ascended masters, and on and it's on. the mothership, like we mentioned in the yes. beginning. <laughs> just like you said, the mothership. So, we know that the religious leaders of Israel, along with the Roman Empire's leaders and the yeah. Caesar, were, were satanic yeah. and, and demon-possessed. So, why wouldn't world leaders be that way today? Yeah. I don't want to tell people, you know, um, not to vote. Yeah. But you can't vote out a demon. You can remove a person from office to be replaced with another demon-possessed person. Exactly. So quit looking for political solutions. Quit looking for Donald Trump to ride in on a white horse. Yeah. He may not be demon-possessed. He might be. But even if he's not... He's not going to, he couldn't drain the swamp the first time. Yeah. How do you think he's going to do it the next time? Stop putting your faith in men. Yeah. Yeah. The only solution is the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christians need to stop looking for this conservative answer mm-hmm. and start preaching the gospel. That does kind of throw a, a wrench in everybody's plans when they start saying, oh, I'm going to vote. Yeah. Oh, conservative all down the ticket, right? And it's like, yeah. I mean, it's all been written. Right? It it's going to happen. And I'm going to get and, and emails. They're, of people, oh, they're going to wring yeah, their yeah. hands. Yeah. Oh, you're telling people not to vote. I'm not telling you not to vote. Vote all you want, but, it's but don't you. expect a solution from it. Yeah. You know? And it's not your number one job to go out and spend all this time trying to sway people, one candidate or the other, right? Because Absolutely. if you're doing that, then you're just not spending time talking to people about what the truth is. I'm trying to tell you that the Bible says uh, don't put your trust in horses. Mm-hmm. Or in men, which is armies. Yeah. Who controls armies? Governments. Yeah. Don't put your trust in kings. Put your trust in the Lord. And he said, well, the Lord's going to bring the right person to be elected into office. No, he is not. Mm-hmm. He's not interested in the politics of this world. Yeah. He's got one kingdom. He didn't establish a, a Republican form of government. We did. Yeah. God's government is an absolute monarchy. And he's got a king and he's coming back. Yeah. So stop defying it. Stop fighting against him. You know, <laughs> preach the cross so he'll come back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the solution. 
Anyway, that's my soapbox. John chapter yeah. 8. <laughs> hey, it's your show. You can get on soapbox you want. <laughs> well, don't bother writing me. Um, because, uh, <laughs> no, you're gonna, you know you're getting some emails. Oh, yeah, that. of course, of course. <laughs> Look what he said of the Pharisees in John 8, 44. And we've already read something like this. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer. And who is he talking to? The leadership. The government mm-hmm. is who he's talking to here. Yeah. Um, uh, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. The religious leaders of Israel were children of Satan. I believe they were demon-possessed, as all leaders are, and they are a picture of the satanic global elite, which hmm. runs the world right now. And, and let me tell you something, folks don't believe this, but this uh, divine right of kings... That supposedly was erased in the Magna Carta and the Declaration of Independence and all that stuff. Yeah. The the kings never agreed to that. Yeah. They just went into hiding. They still believe they are of the bloodline of the basically the the um the Atlanteans. Okay. <laughs> the yeah. antediluvians. Yeah. You know, they, they they believe that they are uh divinely appointed to reign over men. Mm-hmm. They're Luciferians, hmm. is what they are. So uh, they're demon-possessed, and these human proxies, these demon-possessed leaders, are all vying for control. They want to be kings over the earth in Satan's kingdom. They worship Satan, hoping to get their thrones and reign with him. Yeah. They, they literally do. They, yeah. You don't see that outwardly yet, but you're starting to see it. Yeah. All the symbolism of the occult and the music industry, the videos, movies, they're all foretelling of this. They've been telling us their plans for decades, yeah. if not hundreds of years. Right. Go to Luke chapter 11. By the way, who do you think he he was a murderer from the beginning? Who did he murder? Well, I would say he's talking about Cain killing Abel. Okay, that's what I was wondering. But he may have been killing other angels long before that. You know, I don't know. I don't know if angels can die. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I know the first murder was Cain killing his brother, and the Bible says that Cain was of that wicked one. So I would say Satan yeah. murdered Abel through him. Okay. Yeah. Always operating through a human proxy, right? Luke chapter 11, verse 24. When the unclean spirit, now back to demons, okay? We're okay. still talking about demons. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none, and saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished, the person. Yeah. The house is the person. <clears throat> Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now, hmm. that's, a, that's a picture of something. Okay. Seven, more, seven spirits worse than himself. I believe this proliferation of demonic activity that's happening right now is this time. In, in particular, it's Israel that's going to be seven times worse. Wow. But the world is currently going to see, the entire earth is going to be seven times worse in demonic activity than in the time of Jesus' earthly ministry. Okay. We know that's going on all around. So let's consider demonic works today. Okay. We're, we're seeing this. It wasn't this bad in the time of Jesus. Okay. What, what they're pushing, what, the, what demonic agendas are pushing, government leaders are clearly demon-possessed or controlled. Mm-hmm. They lie, and yeah. they don't care. Yeah. Government does not care about you. They don't care if you live or die. Stop. It, you know, 
there's one political side that thinks the government is all loving, all caring, and they, they think they know best for you. Yeah. They have believed that forever. Yeah. The government doesn't care. Demons don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> they hate humanity. The current administration and others preside over a child sex trafficking ring from our southern border. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that's what they're hiding. Mm-hmm. That's why they won't close the border. Yeah. That's demonic. They offer children a sacrifice to Moloch. Something like 2,500 kids, go. they disappear every year. Wow. Yeah. I know where they're going. They're being murdered yeah. by pedophiles and sex traffickers. Gender dysphoria or dysmorphia or whatever it's called yeah. uh, is being promoted by policy and law now. This is the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why, but it's it has come on so strong. Well, have you noticed that transgendered people use the pronouns of we, they, us? Oh, wow. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Like it's Demons more than that. one. Yeah. Demons did that. We are legion. Yeah. Cast us into those Ooh, swine. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to yeah. think about. Absolutely. Huh. Digital consciousness is being placed on par with biological consciousness. Consciousness. Hmm. Larry Page is some high up muckety muck in the satanic global elite, and he thinks that's going on. Eternal life through technology and AI is being sought. Ray Kurzweil. We're going to do a whole episode mm-hmm. on that coming up soon. And Christianity is being attacked. They've been persecuted all over the world, but now it's coming here. It's coming to the West. Yeah, yeah. It's coming to root. So to, to amplify these points, leaders lie without hesitation. They don't care what crimes they commit. They know they can get away with it. They don't care who they hurt. And their policies are designed to wreak havoc, mm-hmm. which is what demons want. They need to bring in a, a, a savior to bring order to the chaos. Yeah. So this is all they're doing. It's Masonic, and it's, it's uh, the dark secret of, of child sex trafficking is being hidden. You can't touch that. Yeah. The minute you give any evidence of that, they will kill you. They will take you out, right? The transgender movement is being pushed on children. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to mutilate your kids. That's Moloch. Uh, they're, get, they're pretty successful at it it's right now. Bail, they're passing laws on it. All evidence of demonic yeah. control. AI is being advanced and will soon take over human productivity. Mm-hmm. That's going on right now, and it's it's scary to see what they're doing with that. Men no longer fear God or his wrath. You know, these are the days of the scoffers. Where is the promise of his coming? Yeah. They yeah. don't care. They don't fear God. They're about to have another thought. Yeah. And Christians are accused of being racist, homophobes, uh, white supremacists, uh, patriarchal, and they have to be removed. All these liberal idiots in Congress, are, are they, they seethe with hatred over Christians. Yeah. Because they think we're all these things. Their God and their religion is climate change. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. they think that we're standing in there. And so the proliferation of demons is pushing all of this so that out of the chaos, the beast can bring the order. Hmm. So that that's why the world will worship him and wonder after him. And so let's go to one passage, and we'll close up here in Revelation 12. What's about to take place is a war, a war in heaven. We've talked about this a number of times, too, but we're going to, just for the context, start in verse 7. There was war in heaven. It hasn't happened yet. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. I believe when this war takes place, it's going to be presented as a war of um, a, an interplanetary Star Wars. Okay. And that uh, when they're cast down to the earth, they're going to come down as 
aliens. Yeah. And they're going to say, if we gather together and you help us, Earth, we can defeat this enemy. And it's God. Yeah. They're going to paint God as the enemy. They're going to paint Jesus Christ as the invading alien evil force. Okay. That's why men are going to worship the This beast. is post-rapture? Uh, yes. Okay. I believe this war starts... You think about something. We go up to meet the Lord in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Yeah. We leave this world. Now, this world right now is controlled by the God of this world, Satan. Mm -hmm. It's surrounded. I believe they fight against God's angels when they come down, like in Daniel. Yeah. Chapter uh, 11, or whenever it was that he... Uh, that, uh, it might have been 9, but um, uh, he said the prince of... Persia, Persia withheld 21 him. years, yeah. yeah. 21 days. If that is the case, then we have to assume it's still going on. And for an angel of God to come down, they penetrate enemy lines. Yeah. What if the rapture takes place and out we go? Boom. In a moment, twinkling of an eye, a large number of humans disappear, penetrate enemy lines from the earth going out to heaven. Yeah. Leaving a breach in the barricade, so to speak, mm -hmm. in the fortress. And that hole suddenly gets filled with God's angels attacking. Okay. The trumpet sounds, the voice of the archangel, Michael returns. That's Michael. Hmm. He brings his forces down. We go out, they're there to protect us, and they engage in the battle at that moment. So the rapture happens first, then the war in heaven. Hmm. Okay. It might take three and a half years, for all we know. Yeah. They could be battling for the first three and a half years while the Antichrist is put in place. Hmm. And then sets up the abomination of desolation. Okay. Right? That's for the timing of it. That's my opinion. Verse 9 and that, uh, um, <clears throat> verse 8, and prevailed not, yeah. the dragon. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven, so they're cast out. And the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Hmm. Now they're confined to the earth. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. And the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Praise God. Amen. That's the kingdom. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell within them. They've just been purged mm -hmm. of Satan and his influence. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth he hath but a short time. Mm -hmm. Now that he's confined to the earth, he knows he's only got a few days left. Yeah. When the Antichrist or beast appears to bring peace, the war in heaven will cause the dragon and his angels to be cast down to the earth. That's when all hell breaks loose. I, I believe that's when all the, the earthquakes and the earth reeling and, yeah. and, the, and the things. Sudden destruction will catch all who worship the beast by surprise. They might have been unaware this battle was taking place yeah. in the heavens until they're cast out. And then they come down. And that's when God's wrath begins to pour out for the th last three and a half years. Wow. It's amazing. The demons are setting the world. They're preparing the world for this. This proliferation proliferation rather of demonic activity is designed to bring they want to destroy the nations. Yeah. The whole idea is to bring an end to the idea of the nation state so the single 
government can arise out of it. The new Roman Empire, yeah. headed by the new Caesar, Antichrist. Wow. That's what's going on, folks. You can't stop this at the ballot box. You can't stop this <laughs> through petitions. You can't stop this through passing laws. You can't stop it through rioting or picketing or destroying property. You're not going to stop any of it. Now, you can speed it up by uh, talking to your friends and neighbors and all that, because once the body of Christ is filled up, that <clears throat> doesn't that trigger the, uh, the rapture? That's been the belief that we were taught uh, all those years, you uh -huh. know, but I don't believe it's true. No? no. I believe what triggers the rapture is the church is spewed out of his mouth, lukewarm. We become so lukewarm. Oh, no wow. Well, that's happening right there. Romans 11. Yeah. He said, take heed lest God also spare not thee. We, we are the wild olive branch graft in, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that at some point. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's because we get a certain number is reached. Okay. I believe there's a time involved, and God only knows the time. Hmm. Yeah. He's going to remove us because we're no longer effective, and he's got 144,000 ready, sealed, to pick up the mantle when we leave. And they're going to start at the beginning of tribulation. Wow. So I hope that gives you something to chew on. That was a pretty, that was a pretty meaty episode there. Yeah, <laughs> it gets that right sometimes. <laughs> to chew on there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as always, we thank you for listening, and we pray that you will be blessed by whatever you hear today. Uh, share it with your friends. Let them know. Uh, like and subscribe if you haven't done so already uh, to get all the bonus content. And just thank you for your support and your prayers for us. Uh, I've mentioned some things that were going on in our lives as Satan has attacked our families. And a lot of you have written to tell me that you're praying for us. And I want to know how much we appreciate Absolutely. those prayers. Yeah, thank you for that. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com.